With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. A lot of people's eyebrows were raised last night when Matt Drudge of the Drudge Report uh, tweeted out a Rasmussen's report tracking presidential tracking poll uh, for uh, of uh, uh, approval rating for President Donald Trump and put it under the headline, Heads Will Roll. Heads will roll, and people's eyebrows were raising because they were saying, man, uh, Drudge has been pretty pro-Trump along these lines. What? I uh, wonder what, what's going on with that. And uh, the, the tracking rating says that 42% of likely U.S. voters approve of President Trump's job performance, 58% disapprove. And, of course, Rasmussen Reports has been a fairly accurate report uh, polling number-wise uh, for, for quite a while now. In fact, President Trump, when the ratings are good, has cited Rasmussen reports. And now we're at 42% approval rating for President Trump, 48%, well, I'm sorry, 58% disapproving. And it, it, it created this thought in my mind, which is I provide a lot of political analysis on this show that's based on your feedback, your phone calls, and your your texts. And I would summarize it like this, that during these first seven months of the, uh, the, the presidency of, of Donald Trump, you're favorable to his agenda, but you haven't, you haven't really cottoned to how he behaves himself, the, the, the stuff on Twitter, or maybe some of the things he says and does. And you, you, you're basically willing to judge him on his agenda while also saying, yeah, the way that he conducts himself sometimes, uh, I'm not very uh, comfortable with that. And I thought about that because, so Drudge tweets out, heads will roll. Whose heads? If it's the personal behavior of the president that a lot of people disapprove of. Can't fire himself. I know Democrats would like that, but he can't. He's going to stay president. So that's what's so interesting about heads will roll. Trump's still going to be Trump. And, and a lot of his personal behavior, people don't really like all that much. Uh, so I don't know how you change things other than you pass an agenda. And that was interesting. A little bit later in the night, Drudge put up a headline that basically said, tax reform, will they mess it up too? <laughs> and he was referring to GOP leadership. So I think that the Drudge, who, who, who's, a, who's a great deal, is a, is a populist. I think he's kind of picking up on things here that you and I have been talking about for quite some time, which is it will ultimately come down to the agenda. And if the Republicans can't deliver on an agenda, that's what's going to lead to widespread problems for the GOP in 2018. But when he, when he said heads will roll, uh, which implies that there's got to be a shakeup, uh, at the White House over Trump's high disapproval rating, I thought, who, if, if it's the behavior of the president that most people are uncomfortable with. Speaking of that agenda, so health care. Senator Charles Grassley's comments to the media yesterday. I'm looking at Jason Noble's article in the Moines Register. And, and Grassley's basically saying that he's open 
to a number of things. He said, I, I'll uh, tweaking Senator McConnell's bill. I'm open to that. I'm open to a more moderate alternative that's being offered by Senators Bill Cassidy and Susan Collins. He says, I'm open to working with the Democrats. He said, I'm also willing to vote for a bill to repeal Obamacare outright without a replacement. But he says he's more interested, according to Jason Noble's report, in getting a bill to the Senate floor for wide open debate and an opportunity for all senators to offer amendments. Now, I read that article by Jason and also was reading a Fox News poll last night that said that 74 percent of Americans are open or or wish that the Republicans would work with the Democrats to fix Obamacare. And I find that interesting because I know what Americans are thinking. And and, and it's along the lines of what Senator Grassley is saying here, which is, okay, we've got Obamacare. We know what the problems are. You didn't get to keep your doctor. You didn't get to keep your plan. Your premiums did not go down. And by the way, you were promised that families' premiums would go down. More people are insured because of the plan. But there are definitely, if you just want to take the 20,000-foot view, there are definitely big problems with Obamacare. So the Americans, American people are saying, well, guys, just work it out. Republicans get with the Democrats. Now, the issue for me is this, that most Democrats are all in for single payer. That is government-run health care. And I would like to believe that most of the GOP is still on board with a mostly free market approach, if you will. So I don't know how you compromise between those two. If the ultimate goal, I, I get what the American people want, but I, I just don't know how you get there. If the ultimate goal of the Democrats is single-payer health care, government-run health care in this country, similar to, say, a Canadian system, and you are a free market dude, free market woman in Congress, Republican, and you're like, well, let's fix this in a way that the market will actually work. I don't know where the middle ground is. So it was interesting. So watching the Congress come out of the lunch yesterday with President Trump— Many of them were expressing to the media optimism that something would get done. And I don't know, I I still am stuck on this as to how that is going to happen if you have such competing philosophies in our federal government. Two of the people that I'm really watching are Ted Cruz, who is a staunch conservative. What's he saying? And Rand Paul, who's an actual doctor and also has libertarian leanings, but his libertarian leanings inform the fact that he deals in the medical system with the current financial states of our medical system. So Ted Cruz came out of the meeting yesterday with President Trump, and he was voicing optimism. Here is Ted Cruz meeting with the press. I do. I think it was a good and productive meeting. It was a candid meeting. And I think we're close. There's a lot of common ground. There were discussions about areas that that, that still are differences, and I think we're making progress. Uh, We came from that meeting with a renewed commitment to keep working, to keep negotiating, and to get to yes. And in my view, failure is not an option. This is, for seven years, Republicans have campaigned promising the voters we would repeal the disaster that is Obamacare. We've got to deliver on that promise. I believe we can, and I think we're making real progress. I like Ted Cruz, and, I, and, and whatever he's favorable to, because he's a conservative free market guy, I want to support. But with the differing philosophies in Congress, how do you get to yes, even though he's saying, oh, I think we're close, I think we're close. And I would be glad, 
ladies and gentlemen of Congress, prove me wrong. But it just seems like there's such a difference in philosophy here. Uh, so Ted Cruz comes out. He says he, he thinks we're close. Now, what's scaring Republicans the most in all of this debate? Well, it is that every time they put out a plan, the Congressional Budget Office comes out and says, here's how many millions of people will lose their insurance. That's what scares people. And so I don't know how you offset that, particularly when you've got people that say, yes, I want to vote up on straight up repeal, which results in the CBO saying that millions of people will lose their insurance. Now, a lot of that will be, and I don't know how what the exact number would be, would, people, would be people that just simply choose not to buy insurance anymore because they're not going to face a penalty. So you could argue with the semantics of lose health insurance. But let's also not be naive and think that maybe there's, plan, there's changes out there that would actually cause people to lose their plan. So you've got Rand Paul out there, Dr. Rand Paul, who says, look, I just want to vote for a straight repeal. I'll be glad to delay it, but I still want to vote for a straight repeal. So Dr. Paul, Senator Paul, is on the story with Martha McCallum on Fox. Here's his viewpoint on it. Fundamental flaw of Obamacare remains, so the whole death spiral But if you can't continues. get that... I know, but here's the problem. Then, then you have Obamacare, you, and Republicans yeah, own it because they had an opportunity to fix it, and they if, didn't do if it. If you vote for a Republican bill that keeps the death spiral, and you simply say, oh, we're going to subsidize it with $180 billion of the taxpayer money... Yeah. That's not conservative. That's not Republican. That's not the free market. That's not what we promised. I promised to vote for repeal, and I'm going to keep my promise. So I've agreed to vote to go to the bill. If they bring the bill up tomorrow or the next day, I will vote to go to the bill if we're talking about a clean repeal. But I won't vote to go to a bill that's a bunch of poor. And that's a big, that is a big issue, and we'll be talking about that next week. The first thing that the U.S. Senate has to do is vote to go to the bill in the first place. Yes, we're ready to bring up the bill. And what has put uh, gummed up the works is that a number of the senators are already saying, I wouldn't even vote to go to the bill at this point. Now, Senator Grassley says he would. He said, I'll go to the bill. And Senator Grassley is, is looking at this legislating in an old-fashioned way, and I don't mean that as a shot at all. I mean, he says, let's just go to the bill, and there'll be amendments, and we'll vote the amendments up and down, and we'll have a bill. But, of course, the, the problem with that is you may get to a bill that ultimately gets voted down, which is what the GOP leadership is, is trying to avoid. That, that, that the amendments go on, everybody looks at this monstrosity of a bill, they now built on the floor, and they go, ah, boy, and then that's it. And that is a real, real, real possibility, given the differing philosophies that you have in the U.S. Senate about what the approach should be to Obamacare. So here's the thing. And what Martha McCallum was saying to Senator Paul there, and that is a, that is a point. She says, look, you don't you don't have the votes to go straight repeal. So if you don't have the votes to go straight repeal, what do you do here? You don't have the votes. And she's also saying something that I completely agree with. It isn't going to be the Democrats that own it if you don't take some action on health care. The Republicans are the governing party in America, and they've got to do something about the issues of Obamacare. So you've heard Senator Grassley's comments. He says, yes, I'd vote for a repeal, but I'm also just open to fixing the problems of Obamacare. And he says it in light of 74 percent of Americans say, yes, Republicans go to the Democrats and just fix Obamacare. Where do you stand? You want repeal? Or are you happy with a fix? 515 284 
or the American Toppers or Accessories text line is 515-989-1040. Jeff Angelo on the radio, News Radio 1040 WHO. Hazy. We're at 90 degrees already at 24 after 11 o'clock. News Radio 1040 WHO. My name is Jeff Angelo. Our question is Obamacare. Fix it. Or repeal it. 515-284-1040 is the phone number. And Chris wants to weigh in. So, Chris, what do you think? Fix it or repeal it? We need to get rid of it. We need to repeal it. I mean, Jonathan Gruber, he already told us, the architect of the bill told us that it was a tax. He basically told the American people that they were stupid. So that's, an, you know, you should be insulted if you really believe that this is something that's going to help the American people. It's ridiculous how we're being played for fools, so we need to get rid of it. All right, Chris, I appreciate that very much. Richard also wants to weigh in. Richard, Obamacare, do we fix it or repeal it? I believe we give the Republicans the House, the Senate, and the White House for a reason. Mm -hmm. And if they're not smart enough to do their job, if I don't perform my job every day, I'm going to lose it. If they don't perform at their job, hey, they're they're not going to get elected next time. We're going to put somebody in there that can do the job, that will stay there instead of going on vacation every other month. We'll stay there and do the job we hired them to do. They are servants of us, the people. We the people, not themselves. Richard, I appreciate it. Thanks very much. And that has been... That's a good summary of a lot of the voter anger that's out there. If you were a Republican and you were saying repeal, repeal, repeal all these years, and then when you got to it, you went, some of them, some of them. Yeah, of course, you're hearing from folks like Rand Paul that say, nope, I'll, I'll straight up vote for it. Senator Grassley says he would, too. But you're hearing some going, oh, I didn't know we were actually going to win. And then that, that's become a real problem for the Republican Party. Got a great text as well on the American Toppers and Accessory text line. It says, I'm sick and tired of hearing about people losing their insurance. I lost mine because of Obamacare. And where's the outrage over that? Okay, that, that's a great point. And here's what I'm going to say. And I'm going to say something that maybe you don't hear a conservative talk show host say all that often about Obamacare. I am sure there's stories out there of people that it helped, Okay. I'm sure people could call me and text me and say, Obamacare, help me. Okay. Then can we address now the people that it hurt? Because the political cynic in me says, oh, well, there's a lot of people that are outraged about what the GOP plan might do, and they've never been outraged all these years about what the Obamacare plan is doing. You're sitting here in Iowa with one provider willing to be on the insurance exchange next year if they can raise their premiums 43.5%. That, that is a real, real, real issue. And you can say that's a concern too, not just what the GOP plan would do. Norm's on the line. He wants to weigh in. Norm, Obamacare, do you want to fix it or you want to repeal it? You repeal it. And the thing that the Republicans have to stress and continue to press on people is that you know, the consequences of the decision that was made when the Democrats put Obamacare in place, the consequence is now we have a huge problem, and you generally don't fix problems without a little bit of pain. The longer you put it off, the greater that pain will be. Yeah. We had a system in place prior to that. It's not people losing health care. It's people losing health insurance. Huge difference. Right, exactly. We keep having an insurance debate, and you want to talk health care. Exactly. And yeah. what we had in place before, when you talk pre-existing conditions, people who were rejected twice 
for an application for health insurance could apply to the Iowa Comprehensive Health Insurance Pool, which was funded proportionately by every company that did health insurance business in the state. They could get coverage. The crying came because it had a $500 deductible. Everybody thought that was unfair. The people who could not afford insurance had Medicaid, which still exists today. The mechanism was there for everyone who chose to have protection in the event that they needed health care. That's where the debate needs to go. Quit talking about taking health care away from people because we're not doing that. Norm, I appreciate it very much. Larry, go ahead. You you also uh, give me your view on this issue. Yeah, that's Larry. Yeah, go ahead. All right. Okay, the problem was in the beginning is the Republicans uh, went at this wrong. They were kind of be trying to be competitors with Obamacare. Right. They needed to just back out of the picture and let everybody go back to capitalism, buy their own insurance, forget it. That's where the problem was in the beginning. That's what they did. Now they can't get out of it. They don't know what to do. Do you agree? I agree because they keep the government keeps trying to define for you how insurance is going to work. And that, and that is absolutely the point. The, the, the point was, all right, what we're going to do is, as a government is we're going to mandate that healthy young people have to buy insurance. And they have to buy insurance policies that include protection for things that they don't need because we'll take that money to cover other people that are sick. So you, you came into an industry it is an industry, the insurance industry, and said, this is how you're going to sell your product. And you distorted the way that the product is actually constructed to the point that it had disastrous consequences for a lot of people. Thanks for your input today. Thanks for listening. The big show is coming up next. I'm Jeff Angelo on the radio. News Radio 1040. This is WHO. With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. <gasps> no, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.